Welcome to another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss what MCU actors should be recast in new roles. As always, I'm Rose Cooper Hood, and this week I'm joined by Josh Daly. And I'm here, as always. Very, I've been thinking about this intro, Cooper. Have you? And you say, as always, like I have anywhere somewhere else to be, or I could be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's really touching that you don't like. <laughs> and still here is well, I, I know Josh Straley. I know at one point I used to be say something like, um, like and once again, and you were like, why do you keep saying once again? Does it make you like it sounds like I'm a, like, I'm a perpetual you're here guest. just because? Like, no, like you're always here. <laughs> yes, we've dedicated like uh, three and a half years yeah. to the podcast. Exactly. Well, yes. In terms of, yeah, that's right. In terms of recording. I was going to say recording time. I don't think three no, and a half not, years. That's, that is but not it definitely burgeons into the, it could be coming up on a year of recording time, I think. I have no clue how many hours are in a year. Uh, that's not that's, math I want to do. Yeah, that's way too much. There's Let's see, there's but, 24 in a day. There's. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, thank you. You still make it feel like it's some kind of honor. And I appreciate it. Well, I so appreciate much. your time doing this oh, podcast. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Doing <laughs> well, this thank podcast. you. You know what, Josh? I just appreciate you as a person, I, as a whole. Oh, thank you. I just kind of show up and <laughs> things happen. So I'm just, I'm the guy walking in the shadows. Um, but I tweet, and we as a podcast tweet, Cooper. Sometimes. And I appreciate that you tweet for us a lot of the time and i know that you don't appreciate my tweets some of the time now if you're looking for those tweets you can find them on twitter obviously at friends and film a n d film and if you're looking for other big questions like things we're talking about today and last week which was what's emperor palpatine doing in star wars episode nine we find out you can find those on apple Podcasts, google podcast spotify and stitcher but if you can on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us, and we can find more friends of the show. Congratulations to the winner of our last review giveaway. We'll be doing one of those again sometime soon. Maybe. Who knows? You never know. Star Wars is coming around, and I would like to give something away. Oh, okay. So, we'll have to I don't figure know. that out. Maybe like I have, I have an entire Blu-ray collection. What? Yeah. Whoa. It's what began. It's what ended. We'll figure what it out. What ended? Are we ending? Well, officially after. I don't know, but Nine? Star Wars is wrapping up, okay. and so it feels it feels like a good like momentous point for me to give something away. Okay, so that's that'd, what I'm that thinking. That would be a, that'd be a pretty substantial giveaway. It would be, but it'd be worth it for all of those followers. <laughs> Which we did pick up quite a few through our giveaway, through and especially thanks to our friends at Discussing Film. So uh, if you don't follow them go do that because they're great and uh they do a lot of great interviews and uh share news just like we do but they cover you know not just film they cover tv and all this other stuff so um go follow them but you're here for us you're here for friends and film here for our topic which is the big question and the things we give away the thing the things we give away sometimes uh but this week our big question is what underused mcu actors should get new roles and if you listen to the main show this week on monday which if you haven't why not you're subscribed hopefully fingers crossed Go listen to that episode, episode 187. We're almost at 200, which is still kind of crazy. Um, but in the flyby, we discussed that Gemma Chan, who was in Captain Marvel, played Minerva, one of the Kree members of the uh, the special force team there uh, for that for that alien race. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had been recast, we believe, in a new role for 
Marvel's Eternals movie instead. Uh, we don't know who she's going to play at this point, but it is a pretty significant recasting for Marvel 1. It's not the first one they've done. I think there's other you know people who've played dual roles, whether it's on the big screen and small screen or whatever. Um, but this is going to be the first kind of real substantial one that she had at least a, like, she got a character with a name mm-hmm. before. Yes. <laughs> and now she's going to, assumed, uh, play a much larger role in Eternals. So that kind of got me thinking of, you know, there's all, the MCU has been going on for 11 years now, mm-hmm. 23 movies. There's a lot of people in there. There's a lot of people, especially in their own movies, you're like, that person's in this movie? But there's also people who get cast and they're just kind of underused. They don't get a lot to do. And even if what they do get to do, you're just like, oh, I wish we just had so much more of them. Yes. And so that kind of spurned this big question this week of, you know, what MCU actors would like to see get larger, more substantial roles in the MCU moving forward now that, you know, Cap and Iron Man, Thor kind of, uh, all these people are kind of out of the ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there, there's the spotlight is just vacant. Somebody, they're waiting for people to step up in there. Who could fill those voids? Maybe some of these people. As is. I, I, should I start? Do you want to start? Jump right in. All right. My first suggestion, somebody who should be recast, this is one that I've wanted for oh, quite a long time. Um, and it's a, a very small role that comes in Captain America, the first Avenger, where Natalie Dormer yes. appears. And you're just like, when you watch it in 2011, you're like, okay, cool. Don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. Good job for kissing Chris Evans. Even though I don't like that you did it because then it split you know, Peggy and Steve up a little bit. And I was not happy about that in the moment. But... Years later, you realize, oh, that's Natalie Dormer. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's terrific. Why is this her MCU role? It's unacceptable. We need a much larger role from Natalie Dormer. I don't really care what it is at this point, but if Gemma Chan can be recast from Captain Marvel to potentially be promoted to the lead of Eternals if she plays Cersei, as I kind of think she is, um, then Natalie Dormer should be able to take the same kind of step up, go from you know kissing Captain America in 1943, 1944 43 uh, 43 in that three-year range right there um she should be able to go from that to then getting a villain role or some big major role in the mcu mm-hmm. who that could be i don't really care i mean i have suggestions like enchantress who's this uh this villain for thor who's like this magician but like her big thing is she's like irresistible to men and like you know natalie dormer kind of has that effect on most people so it seems fitting that that could be her role um there's also clea who's another sorcerer who's the niece of dormammu who's a love interest for dr strange and i think she'd be really cool um to see another dormer play or even somebody like uh phyla vel who's like this super powerful cosmic um you know being like i think she'd be awesome in that role too but whatever it is i just want to see more natalie dormer on the big screen, which she doesn't really do a lot in terms of like big movies. Yeah. So mostly just Game of Thrones. That's been mostly it. Game of Thrones, like these really small independent movies, kind of building up her filmography, which is great for you. Keep working, Natalie. But I want to see you like at the front lines of an MCU movie. And so Marvel, if you're out there listening, just bring back Natalie Dormer. Nobody's going to care that she was in Captain America for like a minute and a half. No one's going to remember. Yeah, absolutely. And then the time jump, it's like, oh, it's someone who looks like her. That's right. how DNA works. Yeah, All that yeah. jazz doesn't matter you know doesn't matter that's the point cooper i mean i mean it depends on i don't want to rob downey jr recast oh well you could yes you could recast him but like in heavy makeup maybe alien prosthetics if he like wanted to voice a role just to keep getting that paycheck uh-huh okay yes and he like puts on like an accent or something but like mm-hmm. i don't want to see rob downey jr's face again if he's not iron man Yes, agreed. Uh, in the MCU, that is. I, I, will, I, I want to see him in more <laughs> movies to make that clear. I'll, I feel that. I'll follow that. Um, I'm going to raise you one. 
one of my favorite people like in acting, I think right now, not in acting. He's just like one of my favorite people to see pop up in films. And that's Tim Blake Nelson. Mm. He shows up in the incredible Hulk as the scientist. What's his face? Dr. Samuel Dern Stern Stearns. Thank you. Yep. And he's, he's great in it. He's a little bonkers, but he's charismatic. He's funny. He's impressive. And Everyone's forgotten about The Incredible Hulk. If you ask someone the name of the MCU movies just off the street, The Incredible Hulk will not be one. Because You're like, wait, I got 22. There's one more. Exactly. The Incredible Hulk will be left off that list every single time, I promise you. And so with that said, let's get Tim Blake Nelson back in the mix because the guy is, he is, he is, he's just so funny and mm-hmm. he's just, he's just so talented and there's no reason this dude should not have a place in the weird, wonderful world of the MCU, especially now where they're going to need eccentric people to start populating the infinity infinities of galaxies that they're going to be jumping around to when they get soared up and running. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who you'd play, probably an alien, maybe just a person, (laughs) but that'll work. Pip the troll. I have no clue. Would you want to see him play like a super, super smart person? No. Is there a... Because character? that's kind of how he's set up to be an Incredible Hulk. And that's why yes. I kind of left him off my list because yeah, I would love to see more Tim Blake Nesslin. But I also don't want them to just completely forget about you know Incredible Hulk. You know, mm-hmm. William Hurt came back. You know, I would love to see Tim Roth come back some days of Abomination. And, you know, Samuel Stern's, you know, played play, play by Tim Blake Nelson. It's still in that boat for me. I'm like, you know, maybe on, like, Captain, on, like, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh-huh. one of their episodes is, like, the leaders out there, <laughs> Samuel Stearns is still in a threat, mm-hmm. and they're gonna go like detain him. I'm like, okay, great, I'm I, happy. I, I, yes, yes, but Tim is Tim is not Stearns. I mean, he is, but he's not. He's That's so fair. much more. Is there like a skiing cowboy role in the MCU for <laughs> um, him to take over? That would be great. Who's, the, who's That's like ideal. The, who's like the really famous like cowboy fictional character? Um, Jesse James. No, that's no. a real person. Uh, I can't think of it. I can't think of their name, but like famous fictional cowboy. You know, but I think it's like a teenager. Like he's like a, a boy. Billy the Kid. Yeah, Billy the Kid. I think is in Marvel Comics at some points. I'm not saying Tim Blake Nelson should play Billy the Kid, but you know, if they want to do like you know, as part of like the multiverse, there's like you know Billy the Kid, but he's Billy the adult, and it's played by Tim Blake Nelson. It's like this really strange cameo that happens in like Guardians of the Galaxy six. Like, sure, why not? Oh, man, yeah. Billy the Kid, Marvel concept. Marvel. Oh, William Bonney. Yes. Earth 616. Yeah. It's in the main continuity. Oh, he's very dark and aggressive. Wow. So, yeah, maybe. His current alias <laughs> is Captain Kid. <laughs> so, you, know, you, ne- you never know. Maybe, okay. Maybe that's the role he could yes, get. Yes, I love it. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with the Incredible Hulk. For a second here, um, and it's it's one of those roles you're like, wait, was that just that person? You're like, yup. And it's so weird. It's so random. You see him for like maybe five seconds during the Harlem fight between Abomination Hulk. You're just like, wait, is that Michael K. Williams? What? Yes, Michael K. Williams is in the Incredible Hulk. No, just walking down the street. Well, he's not walking. I think he's running away from the destruction of mayhem that's happening in his hometown. But it's just like, why? Mike K. Williams, super talented, great guy. And I just wanted to see him 
get a different role because I, he, I don't even know if he has a like an actual credit for that movie of like he is credited he's credited as harlem bystander okay well see that I'm, I'm talking about like a name he has no name that so is a, that is a name so that's what i'm saying i need like <laughs> <laughs> commando number four is a name <laughs> is it uh like you know i need to see him like get like join another mc movie yes you know in the next five years and it's just like oh like in the offhand mentions you know they can even offhand mention that you know oh I was there when Hulk and Abomination fought. Or you just don't. Mm-hmm. And that's like a piece of headcanon, just like how, you know, it's like, okay, so Martin Starr, when he's an Incredible Hulk, that character he's played has to be the version of the teacher that he plays in Homecoming mm-hmm. and Far From Home. But like when he's in college getting his degree, that's how it all connects. That's how it makes yes. sense. Which I think Kevin Feige is confirmed is like the Marvel Studios headcanon. So like that's great news. Um, but Mike K. Williams just needs to get a different role or yeah, the same role and just return either way. I just, he needs to be brought fully into the MCU. I would be lying if I said, I don't think about his cut solo role a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think about solo in general a lot, but I think about when Michael K. I Williams do, character in solo role, like a half headless horseman with deer antlers. Well, yeah. Wasn't he like a, had like a, a tiger face or something? A tiger face with antlers and like, Half of a human body. Uh, it sounds incredible. I know. It sounds so Lord and Miller. <sighs> what could have been? I miss it. And it was all filmed, right? They, yeah, so it, they it needed is, him it back. Ex- it exists. They, they needed him back for reshoots and they just scrapped the whole thing entirely. Can you imagine? I can't. Mother. <laughs> all right. Well, how about this one? Okay. Elizabeth Debicki. Hmm. She plays Aisha. Yeah. Alicia. And, but she's heavily adorned in makeup. Elizabeth Debicki is a much bigger star than she was now. Now, we don't know James Gunn's plans for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or the entire Marvel plans forever and for Infinity. True. But Elizabeth Debicki has evolved past being just a one-note villain. And I think she would love an MCU paycheck as someone starring in a film or starring in her own movie or starring as a C or B character. And so, with all of that said, please cast Elizabeth Debicki in something. Maybe even an Eternals villain. I don't know. Hmm. But she deserves better. I now agree with you that she deserves better. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you, like you mentioned, we don't know the plans or anything. Right. But I know when Guardians 3 was going to start production this year. Yes. Uh, James Gunn confirmed ahead of time that Elizabeth Elizabeth Debicki and Aisha were part of his script for Volume Three. Mm. Again, maybe that could have changed, but I think there's a chance that she comes back in Volume Three and has a much larger role instead of being like the uh, antagonist, proto antagonist. Well, but she's like she's the, she's the fake one. She's like the hey, look over here, look at the the golden people. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about ego, right? It's like, no, I think she could actually come back and be like the true antagonist of the movie where it's like she's created Adam Warlock, then he's freed, and then he like turns on her or like they're teaming up or whatever. And because like in the comics, like he, Aisha is like the female version of Warlock yes. essentially. So like, you know, she should be a, a villain that could have could like go toe to toe with them. So I think she could have a much larger role if she returns, when she returns, fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Um but if, you know, she doesn't or if it's just like she returns for Guardians 3 in the opening credits and be like, all right, Adam, see you later. And he's nope, like, yep, all right, bye. bye. Kill you. I killed you all. And I'm going to go terrorize the galaxy. And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, 
Get okay. give her a different role. <laughs> I'll put an asterisk by her name. I have I have a couple that I'm like that I have asterisks for. Just mm-hmm. for like you know just in case. Very fair. Um, one of those I'll stick with Guardians. Uh, just following your footsteps again um, is Michelle Yeoh, who yes. appears at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two as right. one of the Ravagers, um, who's part of Sylvester Stallone's clan. And you're like, okay, Stallone, great. Mm-hmm. You're you and Michael Rooker going back and forth on this planet is is excellent. But you're like, Michelle Yeoh, what? Ving Rhames? Oh my gosh, like right. this is great. But like you know, we don't know if they're going to appear again. I have faith that that's what James Gunn is setting up for in some ways, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. And even if they do, I don't think we're getting like a Ravagers movie with Michelle Yeoh getting an hour of screen time. Right. Like we're talking about like 10 minutes tops probably. So like that seems like a waste. Yeah. She's like, a- she should be in like Shang-Chi or anything else. And like be this like big, like powerful character. Like that's what she deserves. That's what she is worthy of. Not like this, the kind of supporting, not even supporting, like this Z-list character <laughs> who appears right. every now and then. Like, no, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She's only got. I mean, like, not only gotten because I'm just I'm I'm new to Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. She's getting a reemergence. Get her out of the prosthetics. Let's get her doing some heavy stuff. That's right. Please, 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 please. All right, I'm gonna follow with this one. This one's obscure. Okay. This one I didn't know about until like. Two hours ago, three hours ago, right before I came. Okay. Did you know that Justin Theroux is in Iron Man 2? He's in it? Yes. I know he co-wrote it. He's a cop wearing a mustache in Iron Man 2. Now, that officially makes him semi-part of the cast, but probably technically an extra. But the MCU needs more Justin Theroux, but definitely needs a lot more of Justin Theroux. I'm just vamping at this point, but I'm just trying to find a photo of him. He's the most in this movie handsome person I think in Hollywood, or at least in the leftovers. Holy so, crap, that's him! That's him, man. Look at that mustache. Can't even tell. You really can't. I mean, he's got his like police visor kind of pulled down over his face. Mm-hmm. He is in character and all suited up. So huh. let's get Justin Thoreau out there in the MCU. He could play. He he could doesn't need a lot of screen time. Make him a villain. Let him do some maniacal laughter. Let him just, just you know, ham it up from the girl on a train type film. And then get right into it and get him gone. Or right. keep him around. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Justin Thoreau, please. Yeah. I, I'd, be, I'd be down for that. Um, I'll go with, um, hmm. I could keep following your footsteps because there's a couple other ones in Iron Man 2 I, I want to talk about. I'll do that. Um, Kate Mara. That's right. She's an Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. as somebody who serves uh, Tony Stark that he has to go ahead before yeah. Congress and talk subpoena. to them. And it's like, okay, great. Nice to see you there, Kate. Right. And then, you know, several years down the line, she was done dirty by Fantastic Four, even though I think she would be actually really great casting for Sue Storm if Marvel just wants to redo that whole thing. Like, sign me up. I would, I would happily watch Marvel Studios' version of a Fantastic Four movie with that same cast, even though it'd be a little trickier with Michael B. Jordan, I guess. But um, Kate Mara is super talented. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, it saddens me that that's her role. Like, just the really quick, oh, you're the attractive girl to kind of get, catch Tony's eye, but then serve him and then you're out. This is pre-House of Cards, Mm -hmm. how uh, Megan Mullaney, um, and like all of those things. Yeah. And so... You know, 
Yeah, absolutely. It like shocked me too that that was her. Yeah, it's just like I every time I was like, man, is there any way? Like I'm like, is there some? You know, could she be like She Hulk and that's like she's like interning, mm-hmm. <laughs> interning with like the government before she's like is she trying to become a lawyer or something? I don't sure. know. But like, I just want Kate Mara to have a much larger role. Than absolutely, MCU. I'll I'll get on that train. Absolutely, and then okay, just jumping from that really quick, Olivia Munn yeah. also has mm-hmm. like a very small reportery cameo before she broke. Really big, I suppose. Yeah, that was back with still when she was like with like G four and stuff. Yeah, that's nuts. And so, she absolutely deserves a comeback into the MCU. Don't know how, don't know where, but the why is she's great. Get her back on screen. Yeah, come I, on, that's a waste. I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, just kind of like doing research on that and like, oh, like that's such a weird, like, like why, like why Olivia Munn, why in that small of a role, and like going back to like archives online and stuff and like. I guess when she was cast initially, people thought she was going to play uh, Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, oh. as like set up for Avengers. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love Evangeline Lilly, and I guess Evangeline Lilly is technically Hope Van Dyne, so like the d- two different characters. But like, like that, I would have been cool with that. Like, if Olivia Munn had been Wasp for the last decade mm-hmm. in the MCU, like that would been cool. So, uh, yeah, she was on my list. Um, I'll stick with the Iron Man franchise. Go to Iron Man three, and this is a role that is so, again, super, super small, but somebody who's super talented, I want to see more of him, Corey Hawkins, uh, is in Iron Man 3. He plays, like, a fellow, like, he's part of, like, the Army or the Navy or something, and just, like, he's, like, there, and I think he answers the phone call for, like, a couple of seconds, and that's his whole role, but, like, you watch him play Dr. Dre and Shredder Compton, or you watch him, like, I I didn't watch 24 Legacy or whatever, but, like, he led his own TV show, and, like, all of these things, like, Corey, Corey Hawkins just, I think, really talented and i would like his um his scene in black Klansman where he just like comes in and he has that like two minute dialogue and like oh this is impressive like he is just commanding the stage right now oh yeah and just like i just want to see that guy like lead his own marvel franchise Mm -hmm. because like he seems ripe for it it's like wb if you don't cast him as john stewart or something on what you're doing but marvel if they don't get him to play somebody in your universe because he already was, but now like give him a bigger role like that. I, I would really like to see that happen. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. He, he is captivating in that, uh, in that preaching scene or that meeting. scene. Yeah. Rally absolutely. rally. That's real. That's the word I was looking for meeting. <laughs> so box. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's my most, um, controversial one. The oh, one that'll boy. make you mad from Uh-oh. right from the beginning. Uh-oh. Edward Norton, needs to come back and we all have accepted who the Hulk is true. And so we've replaced the Hulk. Let's go ahead and ask Edward Norton to come in and do some role work. You want to know how that would go? Nobody calls each other. What? <laughs> they're not on good terms. They're not, he's not oh, they really that mad that like he, like when incredible Hulk was gearing up Norton, like basically like pled his way to like write, a like a longer version of the script and Marvel mm-hmm. was like I mean okay and so he like wrote all of these like these dialogue scenes of like digging into like Bruce Banner's psyche and stuff they filmed it all and it all was cut and then that you know made him mad and <laughs> that's basically why he was like uh, either pay me a lot more or whatever happened and then or uh, like I'm gonna leave I'm like alright see you later we'll get Mark Ruffalo well they could bring him back with the script already ready and then go from there I'm just saying Edward Norton one film now he deserves to be in more movies, at least two, maybe three. Don't care the role, but the dude's talented. It's the 
obvious thing to ask him back for. Maybe you ask him back to write some dialogue and then <laughs> let him say that in camera. There you go. And there you go. Man, I just think he would be great to come back in some kind of capacity. Yeah, no, I think... I mean, I know it's difficult. Right. But. Like, I would love to see, you know, Terrence Howard come back to the MCU. I don't think that's happening either. Because mm-hmm. you know, I think he's still pretty... It sounds like he's still pretty bitter about the whole, hey, can we reduce your pay to like an eighth of what we said we were going to pay you so we could pay Rob Downey Jr. a lot more? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, oh, okay, man. bye. Yeah, if I'm Terrence Howard, I'm pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. I would not. I mean, how, how could you not? You you look at... You're the bigger star. You're the bigger star objectively at that point, And you're Robert Downey Jr. trying to make a comeback or not trying to make a comeback. Like on your comeback road, yeah. you're like, oh, we did not anticipate the idea that Robert didn't hear my walk or not come back or whatever the case is. So. Yeah. But also like, if you're Sam, like you're just looking back and you're like, I mean, yeah, empire is a great show, but like could have been in six Marvel movies <laughs> and still been like, he could have been the one to get a cameo in space GM two, not Don Cheadle. You never yeah, know. Right. Exactly. Um, so this is probably the, the most high profile one that I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking for, I guess I just think it'd be cool if he was, would be to give Bradley Cooper an on-screen role. Oh, yeah. I think he is, his voice work as Rocket, exceptional. He brings so much to that character, um, the combination of his voice work and then what Sean Gunn does on set. I don't know if you guys saw that video of him like <laughs> doing the how he has to walk and sit and stuff for um, to do the mocap and stand and stuff. But, like, it's an, it is a lot of dedication. But like Bradley Cooper, it just seems like he's such a name and a draw and a face that you're just like, why are you hiding him? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It just seems so strange to me. Um, and maybe that's just because he doesn't want to do these types of movies. And I get that if that's, you know, what he wants to do with his career. But, you know, if there is any interest, um, I would love to see him, like, come aboard and play, like, Sentry uh, or something. Who's, like, this super-powered, kind of Superman-like character that Marvel has. But, like, has this dark past where, like, you know, he's been an alcoholic and it, all this kind of stuff before. And so maybe there's that character aspect of him that, you know... A person like Cooper could latch onto, but mm-hmm. I mean, come on, how could anybody say no to more for Bradley Cooper? This has to be done. I thought you were referring to yourself in the third person. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Cooper is the best podcaster in the world. Oh my gosh! Okay, I just like it did. Like I like as <laughs> I, 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 I was reading, I was reading a line here real quick off my my list, and I'm like, did he just talk about himself in the third person? <laughs> yeah, when I said it, I was like, oh, that's gonna be confusing, probably. <laughs> That that is a great one. That is a great one. And I have someone kind of related, but not high as as high profile. Okay. She does voice work in the film, but definitely has not starred yet. And I would love to get Jennifer Conley out oh, of just being Karen. That's Karen? a that's a great pick. Karen. Yes. And onto the screen. Um, just like everything you'd want, like a Marvel superhero, like Eternals, like is getting me like thinking of like are the really ethereal actors that uh-huh. we have. Jennifer Connelly is one of them, and she would be perfect in this sort of kind of like Greek myth, this space mythological Greek like warscape that Eternals could end up being, but uh-huh. may not being. But that's the vibe I get from the logo and everything else. So she would be perfect for some kind of role there. Don't know how, don't know why, but she's great. Voice role only, it's great. She's making all the money she needs, mm-hmm. but it'd be really cool to get her on screen too. Yes, I, I I, did not even think about that, but yeah, that is an absolutely great call. I don't even know if she, did she even, is, does Peter still have Karen anymore? Yes, he tells Karen to activate instant kill, but I don't think she replies. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't even know if she was, if she like had a role in his last now three appearances. I don't know either. I'm just checking her IMDb real quick to see if she has any credits. Uh, she does not. She have, she credited. She Bob was she Bob? was credited in Homecoming as Karen slash Suit Lady. Um, That's right. You call her Suit Lady. But I don't even I don't even remember because like most of the time in Far From Home when he's talking is when he's talking to Edith. Yes. He's not talking to right Karen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, like, if, they're, if they're, like, done with that whole thing, especially, like, even if they're not, like, yes, like, please get Jennifer Conley back in some other role. And, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing any credit for Karen of a voice role. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good call. I like that a lot. Um, I'll move on to another one, another recent one um, from Thor Ragnarok. And, again, this is a kind of substantial role this person has, but I want to see them. Me too. At it again. Yep. Carl Urban. Uh, it's just like, it's probably partially because I'm high off of the boys, which is incredible. Season one is so good. Um, and he just gets to really dive into just being Carl Urban. But it's like, man, like Scourge, fun character, you know, the shake weight jokes and all that kind of stuff. Good for you, Carl Urban. But like, man, what could have been? Mm-hmm. He could have had some much more interesting character, something that keeps him around a lot longer. Um, and I would just love to see Carl Urban return somehow, some way yeah. in a new role. I thought you were actually going to say Taika Waititi. Oh. Um, you want to see Taika get a different role? Uh, no and yes. I would love to see him acting on screen. Okay. But his voice is so distinct that I don't know if I could separate the two from um, Korg. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he just do his American accent. Does he have an American accent? I want to say he did one in Green Lantern when he was an actor back before he was. I didn't even know he was in Green Lantern. Yeah, I he, saw that movie in theater, he Cooper. Play, he plays Ryan Reynolds' best friend. That's incredible. It's insane to watch now. <laughs> I would I prob- probably be weirded out by it, It's, it's very weird. You're like, that's... That's not like the Taika, like, I mean, like, he can, he's an actor. He I mean, can do whatever. Yeah, he, but that's not like, you know what I mean? So that that's funny. I'm going to look that up instantly. <laughs> but that's, he's not even on my list. I just started thinking about oh, him. Okay. Um, the one I have here is, this is technically the highest profile person, the biggest name actor, hmm. Matt Damon. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I mean, he's used in Thor Ragnarok. He's there. But he's acting. He's mm-hmm. just a random plebe of the um, as Guardian people. Yep. Why not get him back into the movie somehow, some way? Spider Man is the perfect opportunity. But well, he was reportedly up for Mysterio, which mm-hmm. after the fact, I'm like, how would that have worked? I cannot picture that. I think Damon can go there, but it would have been a very much less edgy version because uh, you could picture Matt Damon screaming those things. But it's I, not I, but I I can't picture him in the mocap suit with the fake helmet on, yelling directions at his crew. I can't picture Matt Damon I, doing oh, that. Yeah, I so can see that. But he doesn't have the crazy look in his eye yeah. that Jake can get, and so it doesn't fit as well. But that doesn't mean you can't get him in the MCU, and I'd love to see him there. Actually, can I just leap ahead more? Sure. Sam Neill. Also, please. Um, I was stalking his Twitter yesterday <laughs> trying to see if he was cleaned up enough to possibly be getting ready for Jurassic World 3. And maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I, been, think, I think that's going to happen. He's been pretty cleaned up as it is. He's off the farm from his pigs and all sorts mm-hmm. of things like that. So I think he's getting ready for it. But I would love to see him pop up in the MCU somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about Rebecca Hall? 
who was in Iron Man 3, a decent-sized role, but mm-hmm. originally she was supposed to be the lead role. She was supposed to play the same character role that Aldrich Killian had that went to Guy Pierce. But then, you know, Marvel... Then Marvel, oh, I guess he's still Marvel president or something. Ike Perlmutter stepped in and was like, no, female villains won't sell toys. We must get a, a male in that role and reduced Rebecca Hall's role down to basically nothing, which was sad because Rebecca Hall's super talented. And I would love to see her get like redemption and be like Spider-Woman or something in the MCU and just be like, boom, there you are. You're a franchise lead. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Especially, t- is that guy still there? Is he, he is He is still with Marvel Entertainment, but he is not involved with Marvel Studios anymore. And that's nah. why Good for move. a long time, he was the one who was like, female-led movies won't sell, all this kind of stuff. It has wow. to. And then once Kevin Feige like broke away from that as basically Phase 3 was starting, mm-hmm. but they'd already announced all that stuff because like, he was the one who was pushing for Inhumans, a movie that never happened and then flopped on a TV show. Um, he... Perlmutter was the one who was pushing for all of that so kind of stuff. all of Marvel's failures are his fault. More or less. Wow. I'm glad we so, have a scapegoat now. So, so now it's like you <laughs> look. You, who <laughs> egregiously offended, not offended, but just did wrong by Rebecca Hall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then that now. That would make that movie so much better, too, if you just completely cut Killian Altridge yep. and make that, you know, I mean, it's a little bit, it, it turns into like a maybe makes it a little bit edgier because it's like, oh, Tony stood up a girl and now she's out to like kill everybody. But yeah, she would as a much larger role I, I and feel rather like just dying randomly in the middle, like the middle of the movie. Please. Yeah. I want to see that final fight. Oh yeah. I mean, I just think it changes the whole dynamic of that movie. So yeah. Uh, yes. Rebecca Hall, Marvel, if you're out there listening again, just, you know, give her, a different, give her a call. See if she wants to come back in a much larger capacity this time. Mm-hmm. Tim Roth, you've already mentioned him. Uh-huh. I do believe he should come back. I'm okay. high on him after a Tarantino rewatch or Tarantino rewatch and first watch mm-hmm. mixed together. He's terrific. Watching him die in Reservoir Dogs made me just think, oh man, he used to be young. <laughs> that's, you know what that's I mean? That's how aging works. Yeah. yeah, I know. But wow, just great. Like he's like a kid in that movie. Yeah. That's what's weird. And I don't seem as a kid. He seems like a grizzled cowboy. Right. And like all things. But I would like to have him back the mcu yeah no he he was in my considerations but i just i want to see abomination return Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that you know if they're leading if they're building towards like a thunderbolts type of team or something like i would love to see abomination return and be like the hulk for a super villain team basically like yes please please make that happen marvel um and like the vfx work could be done like he looks so much better now even though he looks he looks pretty good for 2008 um but like i mean come on more tim roth please um this is one of my ones with an asterisk on it. Um, and it's only because I'm not sure where the franchise is going. This is based on Captain Marvel and Lashana Lynch. Yeah. She is so good as Maria Rambeau. And I would tend to believe that a sequel to that movie is going to take place in the present day. And that would mean that Maria Rambeau is now like 60. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see Lashana Lynch, you know, just get like put in like, old people makeup or old CGI. Like I want to see her like be around and do her own thing. And so like, yeah, it'd be a little weird because she's probably one of the more prominent, like here's her face. We're going to recast her scenarios. But like, I mean, she's just so good. And I want to see her 
return again in a much larger capacity than what she had beforehand. So it's like, I was even up for the idea of, well, could she just play the old, the grown-up version of Monica Rambo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'd be, I'd be okay <laughs> with that. Um, that's obviously not happening. We're Taylor Paris. Hats off to you for getting that role. But right. um, I just would love to see Lashana Lynch still be in the MCU. And, you know, if the Captain Marvel franchise stays back in the past and, like, the next one picks up in the 2000, mm-hmm. it's been five years from that from that first movie and Lashana Lynch is still involved and whatever, like, okay, great. I'm happy, but I don't want to see her be a one-and-done person that then gets put in old CGI for the next 10 years. Like, yeah. No, no thank you. I totally agree. Although then you could get, like... In, not Angela Bassett, but you could probably get. Well, she's already um, in the MCU. That's right. So that's, that's why I said not Angela Bassett. Um, you could get um, Suicide Squad and Widow's Actress. Oh, um, how are we both blanking how on her name? How are we both blanking on him? Uh, oh my gosh! I hate Viola myself. Davis. I, yeah, you could totally get Viola Davis to jump in there. That would be epic. Not, I don't even want to see her play just old Maria Rambo. Yeah, like, she no. deserves her own character. Like, I'm excited to see what I believe she's returning for Suicide Squad 2. So, I'm excited to see what James Gunn does with, with her because I think he could kind of she's too kick ass to could, be could amp her up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was kick ass in the first one. She's like guns down like half her staff or something like that. Yeah, that was I did not see that move coming. All right, I have two more names. Okay, I have one more, so. but they kind of tie up together. Okay, I'll just toss them out here Randall Park and Ken Jong. Both. Randall Park's a trickier one, but Ant-Man's done, and he's funnier and way cooler to just leave to that one role. He crushes it in Ant-Man, mm-hmm. the Wasp, but he can do better. Ken Jong, he's in Endgame. No one's going to remember him, oh, but yeah. you could definitely get him in there for a reoccurring role um, that's not just watching Paul Rudd climb out of the back <laughs> of uh, the um, Scott Lang storage facility. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to wonder like what he could do instead. I don't know either. Pip the troll. <laughs> That's your popular suggestion. <laughs> I just know he's like semi-important, and it's like a fun yeah. name to like just pop out there. See, I, I would love to, if if we're gonna like get him in a different role, I'd love to see him just be like Randall Park's partner, and like because Randall Park character, uh, he like becomes like, he leads this team called the Agents of Atlas in the comics, Ooh. which is like, uh kind of a, like a shield team but they're like much weirder and mm-hmm. like different so like i think that'd be cool if like he like if that like is hopefully what is in store for his character future and then like you know you just get ken jong to play his partner like that'd be fun be a fun back and forth between them two but All right, bring it if on. that doesn't happen i mean yeah randall park's great so if you're gonna make that a one role appearance marvel yeah you know give him something bigger to do um the last one i have here is a, a small one from captain marvel but uh, McKenna Grace plays the young Captain Marvel for like yeah. a couple of seconds, but she's super, super good um, in the movie The Gifted. But then I also, I've also heard great things about her from uh, Haunting on Hill House. Um, and I would just think that she's great and as excited as I was to see her join the MCU. I was like, oh, that's such a limiting role because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're not bringing her back to like have like anything longer than like two or three minutes of screen time. Yeah. So like I would, and like, you know, if Marvel's like building towards like, you know, a young Avengers team or whatever, like there's gotta be all these young superheroes that like they could eventually cast, you know, McKenna Grayson either now or in you know, the next five years. Yeah. Like the power pack. Is that a thing or the, I mean, that was, that was in development. I don't know if that still is. Um, I'm not even really, I'm not totally even sure on the age ranges of all those kids, but I know there's like, you know, there's four of them. They're all 
separated by a couple of years. So she could play like the oldest one. Yes. And be like a, a a young four, you know, group of super kids. <laughs> there it is. But don't they usually like pop up in other people's comics though too? They usually like uh, yeah, I mean they're so. they're pretty obscure from what I understand. And I don't really know. Which much makes about them right for being used. Like it would be, I, I, I think there was those rumors that you know Power Pack was being put back in development a couple years ago, or even maybe just been like last year um, as a film. I think it, if they're going to do that, I don't think there's any way that's a film. It makes sense as like a thirty minute thing on Disney Plus where there's ten mm-hmm. episodes and it's McKenna Grace and like three other like really un, like one of them's like Julia Butters or something from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There you go, and then like two two boys and like it's that family and it's like them learning about being super super kids and then you know they appear in a movie two years three years later after that and you know that that's how we go i don't i don't need to see power pack on the big screen i think yeah it would be great it'd be great as a miniseries them just going to like hear avenger to avenger being like can we hang out with you yeah okay we'll see or even just like oh like we're gonna we're at school today <laughs> and we were discovering our superpowers <laughs> there we go uh, what what's happening um so that is my whole list. That's your whole list. Yes. Um, I think we've covered pretty much all of the big ones, but if there's some way that we missed one or you want to see somebody else who's in the MCU be recast in a larger capacity, let us know who that should be. You can do so by tweeting us at Friends of Film. And in the meantime, you can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper. And you can get at me, Josh, at Juice Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star view with comments. Thanks again for tuning into the Defense Film Podcast. Josh, thank you for stopping in, everybody. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.